welcome to the Academy of General Dentistry podcast series featuring Dr. George Schmidt. Each episode features experts in the field of dentistry who share insights and inspiration to help you succeed. Let's get started. Hey everyone, Dr. George Schmidt here, your host for the AGD podcast series. Welcome back. And we are so excited to have our very special guest today, past president of the AGD, Dr. Bruce Cassis. Welcome, Bruce. Thank you so much, George. I'm very happy to be here, of course. Really appreciate you coming on the podcast here. And for those that might not be familiar with Dr. Cassis, uh, he's been involved in the academy on more levels than we could list, including various task forces and committee and council chairs. And his dedication and commitment to the academy is really to be commended. As I mentioned, he was a past president of the AGD, and he's currently serving as the associate editor for uh, many of our publications. And, and boy, we do we appreciate that. Bruce also has a successful practice in Fayetteville, West Virginia. He's a faculty at the West Virginia Dental School highly qualified, acclaimed, and renowned laser dentist. He lectures nationally, and we are looking forward to seeing you, Bruce, out in Las Vegas this summer at the AGD Scientific Session. I'm really excited that you're going to be with us there. Look forward to some good stuff. Yeah, can't wait to get there myself, George. It uh, promises to be a fantastic meeting, and, and I couldn't tell you how humbled I am to be a part of that, and I really mean that, too. Yep, I think we're all looking forward to it. And, you know, Bruce, you and I are both passionate about dental education and organized dentistry, and we could probably sit here and talk about that all afternoon. And in fact, I hope to have you back on and we can talk about that. But what I want to talk to you about today is laser dentistry. It's just an exciting field, uh, you know, that many people are interested in. I know you're, you know, an expert on the subject, and I'd love to just kind of pick your brain a little bit. Um I've, I kind of think of myself as someone who you know, is involved in all the latest technologies, but laser dentistry is the one thing that I really haven't jumped into the pool. And so how did you get involved first with laser dentistry? Uh, great question, George. You know, when I thought back about uh, my initial involvement in uh, laser assisted dentistry, that was in the year 2000. And there just happened to be a West Virginia AGD board meeting that I was going to in Charleston, West Virginia. And I noticed that uh, in the same facility, there was a laser lecture going on. And I suggested to my fellow board members that, why don't we go to the uh, laser lecture and then have our dinner meeting after that? So that's how it actually started. Um, there was about 12 of us in the uh, class. And, you know, uh, I knew immediately when I saw the capabilities of that was an early laser too, but I saw the capabilities to uh, help out in my dental practice. As you know, I'm in a rural setting. I'm out in the country in West Virginia. And an issue that we've always had was access to care for patients. So therefore, it seemed like a natural thing if I could use the laser to help me with um, uh, lots of the procedures that uh, my patients needed, then it would be seem to be a, a great fit. And that's actually how I got started. 
so you bring up a good point, Bruce. So you mentioned, you know, you could use the laser for a lot of procedures and, you know, I, I do have diode laser, a diode lasers in my office and, and many of us do. And we, when we think of lasers or when I think of lasers, I think of, you know, maybe tissue troughing and recontouring and things like that. But what are some of the other things that, you know, that we could use lasers for in the practice? Uh, so, you know, George, there, there's two types of treatment lasers. One you've already mentioned is the diode. And we use that uh, not only for soft tissue procedures, but the model laser that we have, we can use for treatment of TMD on muscles. Uh, the muscles of mastication seems to uh, provide uh, relief to patients when they have muscle spasms. And um, the diode is a soft tissue laser only. Now, my particular um, like is for the uh, hard and soft tissue laser, which I can use on hard tissues and soft tissues. And um, we call that an all tissue laser, of course. And, and uh, it seems to fit real well in our practice because we have to do a lot of the procedures that um, you know, maybe specialists would do, but in my rural area, obviously we don't have any specialists and access to a specialist means a lot of travel time for my patients. So we just um, develop techniques, you know, philosophically, uh, lasers were the right instrument at the right time as I moved along the pathway uh, towards success. Uh, and that was all my belief in the HED. Uh, everything that had to do with the HED uh, was a uh, on the pathway to success, and that completely involved continuing education. Now, when I started with lasers, there were no instructors out there, <laughs> as you can imagine. It was so early, and um, <clears throat> as an early adopter of laser technology. I had the opportunity to develop many of the techniques unique to laser-assisted dentistry. So with the uh, all-tissue laser, we have the ability to do many hard and soft tissue procedures. And if you like, I'll, I'll go through some of the most common things that I do with the all-tissue laser which is what I'll be speaking about in, uh, in Las Vegas at the uh, scientific session. So many of the uh, soft tissue procedures that we do with the all tissue laser, um, biopsies are, are an important part of, of what we do, especially in a rural area. Biopsies are, are pretty straightforward with a, um, with a, um, all tissue laser and, um, Oftentimes, uh, if you had to expose an unerupted tooth, it's a very simple, straightforward procedure to do that. Um, we remove fibromas with the all tissue laser, and this is in a soft tissue mode. We have hard tissue mode and we have soft tissue mode on the all tissue laser. And we can do flap preparation, we can do incision and drainage of abscesses with the laser. Um, 
you know, a lot of these procedures, of course, can be done with uh, traditional instrumentation. But one of the benefits of using a, a laser, you've heard of uh, biostimulation through photobiomodulation, PBM. That's uh, pretty big now. That's a, a regenerative procedure. So every time you use a laser, you're actually creating that uh, photobiomodulation, which helps tissues heal faster and with less post-operative discomfort compared to uh, traditional methods. And um, in, in our rural practice, we see a ton of children and I love seeing kids, believe it or not. I can't say it's always been that way, ups and downs, as you well know. But um, oftentimes children need phrenectomies. This is a uh, virtually painless procedure. They heal in two to three days, which with traditional instrumentation using a scalpel took a lot longer and required suturing with the laser, no sutures are required. And um, you talk about using the diode for uh, gingival troughing. I actually do that with the all tissue laser too. And because we do CAD CAM, we do lots of same day crowns, we can uh, trough in the gingival area and do our scan. And as you know, digital doesn't lie. You get what you see on the screen. So there's no fudge in it. You either got it or you don't. So it makes for an excellent tool to uh, do it one time and, and get an excellent end result. Um, and of course, again, in a rural area, if you're gonna get implants done, we, we do a preoperative procedure with the laser to uh, remove the gum tissue before we start our osteotomy procedure. Great healing afterwards, that's, that's important, as you well know. And when it's time to uncover the implants, instead of using a traditional scalpel or having to lay a flap to recover an implant, we quite simply use the um, laser to uncover the implant and put our attachments on that way. Um, as far as uh, other things, we use the laser for endodontic procedures. Now we do a traditional crown down approach using reciprocating instrumentation, um, but we use the laser to provide our final disinfection stage before we um, do our final canal fill. So it's uh, been a huge help in uh, predicting high success rates with endodontics by using the laser inside of a canal. Um, so one of, the, one of the most simplest things that we do, everybody gets an aphthous ulcer in their mouth or a herpetic lesion on their lips. The laser is well suited to resolve those issues with laser energy and um, typically you're completely healed in 24, 48 hours at the most. And the tissue responds just tremendously well. 
it's almost like uh, it was never there after about uh, 48 hours. And we do lots of other things with it too. I won't go into all of it, but we do um, minimally invasive dentistry with the laser. You got a, a, a cavity, then we can take the laser and clean that out pretty easily with the laser. And I won't say that every single time it's anesthesia free, cause it's not. Every once in a while, you still have to anesthetize the patient. But the, the best part of that is that you can, you can do that whole procedure with little to no anesthesia. Um, many times we do um, our um, uh, cavity preparation. You realize like on class fives, those are, I, I call it cherry pick in George because it's an easy, easy procedure to do. One instrument, I can um, um, take the gum tissue and get it away from the cavity itself and get a clean field to bond to, which is real important because we know that's why class fives fail is because you didn't control the bonding environment. So um, other things that we do with it, um, just recently this week, you know, we did an apicoectomy with the laser. About 95% of the procedure was done with the laser, including the flap, um, the uh, removal of granulation tissue apically, root amputation, um, and it, it makes for a uh, super environment to heal properly afterwards. Now, lasers are, the commonality of lasers is, the only thing that's really coming out of the end of that tip is heat energy, okay? It's a lot of fancy words for different stuff, but um, it's heat energy. What makes the all tissue laser unique is that laser energy is combined with um, external water spray from the handpiece. And we get a, a phenomena known as um, hydrophotonics. And what happens is when the laser energy mixes with that water, it actually explodes the water molecules. So therefore it's the water molecules that's doing the, um, ablation or cutting of the heart tissue. Um, and as you, as you know, water keeps everything cool. So there's less uh, sensation to the procedure as opposed to um, using a high speed or a slow speed. And don't get me wrong. I have every tool that you can imagine in my treatment rooms, including high speed, slow speeds, you name it, we've got it. And that's why I always refer to laser procedures as laser-assisted procedures. Now, the laser many times can be my uh, dominant tool. You know, I don't do crown preps with the laser. It just takes way too long to do that. Uh, but I do do a crown prep with rotary instrumentation, but then I use the laser to condition the uh, dentin of the uh, preparation. 
And what that does is it reduces the amount of post-operative sensitivity by cleaning out the tubules before you cement your crown into place or bond it into place. No, Bruce, that's some really great information. And and honestly, I some of the things that you had mentioned, of course, I had heard and many of the listeners probably did as well, but TMD treatment, I mean, that's new to me. I didn't know that, you know, uh, you know, an all tissue laser could could be effective in treating that. And so that's a really exciting to know that so many people could benefit from that. And not only that, you make a great point about, you know, the ability with uh, this in your armamentarium to just be able to provide, you know, so many different modalities of treatment to people in rural areas. I mean, it's just a wonderful thing to be able to do that. Um, let me ask you this, Bruce. So when you say all tissue wavelength, so this is, you know, the laser that you commonly use in your practice, you're, you're obviously toggling back and forth between different wavelengths, uh, or, or is it, how does that work? And, you know, briefly, how does that work? I mean, obviously that's a complicated question, but, um, um, not complicated at all, George. It is one wavelength. It's 2,780 nanometers. Uh, but the machine itself is so daggone smart that, uh, I can go between hard tissue and soft tissue at the same wavelength by pushing one button, hard tissue, soft tissue. Wow. And the, the technology has evolved so much that in the early days, you know, our parameters were set and there was nothing you could do about it. Now I have a free hand at, at changing every possible setting, every parameter that uh, is necessary to do um, uh, the procedures that need done. I can change those settings. So for instance, the, um, uh, the wattage, you know, where it used to be a fixed number of watts that you can put through there. Um, I can change it from zero all the way up to 10 watts. The number of pulses per second or the Hertz uh, has a great effect on on cutting hard and soft tissue. So I can vary that from zero to 100 pulses per second. And um, the amount of uh, air and water spray, you know, air is predominantly there to uh, cool the site and to blow debris away. But, um, you know, with having the ability to go from uh, low air to high air is it's tremendous in helping out. And, and again, you know, same thing with the water, the concentration of water, you know, and when you find that perfect mix there, you can cut pretty rapidly on hard tissues and soft tissues. So wow. that's the technology has evolved that far. It really has since I had first, you know, had even thought about going into laser dentistry, but it really has, uh, you know, if, especially if you think about it in that context. Um, Bruce, let me ask you this. So, you know, I'll talk about a subject that's near and dear to your heart and my heart. Uh, so well, let's think about, or let's talk a little bit about an ROI. So if someone was going to go out and make an investment in laser technology, you know, just in general terms or, you know, roundabout terms, you know, what can we expect as an investment and, in, and, in, and um, are these things are you know reimbursable by insurance and how does this kind of stuff work? Mm -hmm. So let me address the insurance issue first, since that's the last thing you mentioned, and I'll forget to to say that. But you know the 
all the ADA CDT codes are designed that they don't care what instruments you use. It's whether you accomplish the procedure or not. So there's nothing additional for using a laser, but there are more procedures that I can do with the laser that, um, that are billable uh, ADA CDT codes, okay? And as far as an investment, you know, this, this is a question that I get all the time, so it's perfectly valid. Uh, the particular uh, alt-tissue laser that I use uh, runs between 70 and 80,000, somewhere in that neighborhood. Um, and the way I look at it, um, I should tell you, I have three of these in my office, okay? So, um, and I pay for my stuff just like everybody else does, but um, the return on investment is more a question of your rate of return. Um, every time I buy a uh, all-tissue laser, we easily uh, pay for it within, I'd say at the most 45 days in, in doing procedures. Now to uh, further explain that, I have two associates in my office and they are fantastic laser-assisted dentists. They, they've taken the technology and run with it. So uh, because it's minimally invasive, we can do more procedures in a given amount of time than if, uh, if we needed to work in four quadrants. Hey, we can work in four quadrants with um, no discomfort to the patient. And... Um, you know, as far as, uh, again, rate of return, it's it's pretty rapid, really, when you incorporate it in. And you got to think, too, about the time savings that uh, our lasers faster than rotary. You know, sometimes they can come close to the same amount of time, but it's the ability to do multiple pr procedures with the same patient in the same amount of time. That's where you're... Um, revenue comes from yeah absolutely bruce and you know uh you know as we all know you know there's indirect there's direct and indirect uh, benefits from having a uh, mm -hmm. a piece of technology like this and you know it, it obviously if your patients are talking about hey you know dr cassis the laser dentist and so on and so forth that's always good stuff uh but you know what i really like too though bruce is that the way you approach this is it's not everything is laser but it's laser assisted and you have so many other things and you know right. when to use your handpiece and your laser and i think that would always serve everyone well if we approached a lot of the technology that's out there like that um so you know you talked a little bit about the cost and the investment in the in the actual technology but what about the investment in training i mean what does it take to become proficient in laser dentistry so, George, that's one of my side gigs. You know, I often do in-office trainings for people that uh, invest in the technology. And while the trainings are scheduled for two days, you know, it's usually about a day and a half. And you are up and running. You know, you follow the protocol. And then with all the variables that you have available to you, you can uh, certainly uh, figure things out on your own as you move forward. Uh, back in 2000, again, there was no instruction with it. You, you really had to um, mix and match procedures uh, um, 
to see what you could really get done with it. And now the uh, training curriculum is very straightforward. You will come out knowing how to do every hard tissue procedure, such as cavity preparations, uh, every soft tissue procedure, um, anything that you do to uh, help you do a restoration, uh, many um, soft tissue procedures such as phrenectomies. That's one of the main things I concentrate on with doctors, um, teaching them how to do the procedure, but why they're doing the procedure. What's the rationale behind it? It's all pretty straightforward because the, uh, again, with the ADACDT codes, it specifies why you do a procedure and uh, makes it pretty easy. So training in a day and a half. And then for the ones that I train personally, they always have uh, all my contact info and they can uh, call with any questions. Matter of fact, uh, I think my front office people know all the answers that uh, typically would get asked after a uh, training. Uh, but I entertain uh, emails, uh, text messages, and phone calls. Fantastic, Bruce. So let me ask you this. So while we're on training, uh, I know that you also train auxiliaries. And so a lot of people don't know that in many uh, states, not all, but many states, auxiliaries can actually use the laser too for certain procedures. And, and that's got to be a great benefit to a practice as well. Absolutely, George. And again, in a rural setting, you know, I fought for this for 20 years to get hygienists the um, privilege of using lasers. And and as I told you earlier today, I, I, I trained 13 hygienists today. Um, we had to start a little bit early so I could get to the podcast on time. No big deal. I'm used to uh, burning some energy and love doing it. So Laser-assisted periodontal therapy is allowed in West Virginia now. Laser bacterial reduction is allowed in West Virginia for hygienists now. They can also treat aphthous ulcers and herpetic lesions. Um, they, they are restricted to uh, three wavelengths to, uh, to get the procedures done, but... Um, they do it well too. And if you think that hasn't helped out access to care in my state, basically a rural state, uh, it's tremendous. It, it, it really gives uh, uh, patients the ability to get procedures done that they wouldn't have gotten uh, the ability to do beforehand. So it's, it's in about 34 states now. Uh, everything varies. Not everybody gets all the same privileges, but um, laser-assisted hygiene is a tremendous um, asset for the uh, uh, patients. Wow. It, I mean, it really is, Bruce. And, you know, of course, you make a good point. Just like anything else, we've got to you've always got to check with your local and state board and authorities to make sure yes. that, you know, that your you and your auxiliaries are working within the, the boundaries. And, and of course, uh, you know, that's an easy thing. You can just make the call there. Um, so Bruce, uh, so I know we're going to see you out in Vegas. You're going to be out there and I am really looking forward to that. Uh, I'm certainly going to drop by your course. 
Uh, but where else might we find you between now and then, Bruce? I mean, if somebody's really eager to get involved with lasers, I mean, how can uh, not only ha- where can we see you, but also maybe you could share your contact information with us. So between now and, and July, um, I'm on the road about uh, every weekend, George, and whether I'm doing an in-office training or lecturing to a um a group. I'm going to be in Alabama the first weekend for the uh, Alabama Dental Society at their annual meeting, teaching um, laser-assisted dentistry um, and all the private trainings, plus um, lots of um, lots of um, different uh, association and academy meetings. You know that um, that's what I love doing really that's um i love seeing people go from from dark to light and to see you know uh, how much we can improve uh, the doctor and their team so that they can do a better job with their with their patients yeah absolutely i mean i know we're going to have you out in jersey in march uh sometime in march i think it's the end of the third week of march and we're, we're looking forward to that here as well and and i'm sure any of the listeners that are on with us, uh, if you'd like to have Dr. Cassis come out and visit you, I'm sure uh, you could just uh, reach out to him and we'll get his contact information in a minute. So Bruce, unfortunately, we're out of time. Uh, really enjoyed our conversation today. Uh, learned a lot about lasers. I know there's so much more to, to that we can learn, but uh, always appreciate chatting with you, Bruce. Um, just want to thank you. So do you, do you, could you share your contact information with, with our group? I will, but let me, let me say this, you know, um, I do have a true passion for, um, uh, clinical education and, um, you know, my niche happens to be laser assisted dentistry. My next niche is in the, uh, um, business education world. Um, you know, we, we as dentists don't, don't really know what we're doing until somebody puts us on the right track as far as business. I'm not talking about practice management, but about business education for dentistry. So we do that also. And um, my contact information, it's uh, blcassis at gmail.com. And um Here's a good one for you, George, on a podcast. I'm giving out my cell phone number, 304-237-4024. And I am happy to hear from anybody. You know, if I can, if I can share uh, all the success I've had, um, I'm happy to do it. Love to see people uh, move forward on their pathway to success. Thanks so much, Bruce. Like I said, really great to have you on the podcast. Can't thank you enough. I also want to thank our producer, Kristen Gover, Director of Communications for AGD. And if you like what you've heard, please like and subscribe to our channel. And you can always find us on the AGD app. If you have any questions, concerns, comments, or suggestions, contact us at news at agd.org. Thanks again, and we'll see you next time.